what it all comes down to. This is music. This is mayhem. This is a high voltage rock and roll podcast especially for you. Don't think because you haven't heard of us that we didn't exist. We've been here all along like a spirit roaming the night, seldom stopping to rest. Our path has been marked by the bolted skull and bones, smashed guitars, and starred stages across the world. Welcome to the full-on church of rock and roll. This is only the beginning. I'm really fucking high right now. Oh, that's fantastic. (laughs) Hello, everybody. (laughs) All the way on the other side of the building, I could hear, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's Common Kings. So what's up? So today we have with us uh, James DiNadio. Um, Jim has been releasing limb-rattling tracks as prostitutes since, what, 2011, Jim? Yes. He is a... He's a DJ. He's been flipping over noise tables and upsetting the rotten apple cart of the 21st century elitist dance music ever since. That's my guy. I have known Jim yeah. for fucking ever. Yes. And first of all, I am not a DJ. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't you slander my name. That's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Exactly. You are. I, a... I play my own music. Yes. So. He I does. Yeah. And it's very cool. I've I've actually witnessed Jim. When you would you consider it performing or what? What do you what do you call it? Yeah, performing. Okay, so I've I've seen Jim as prostitutes perform. We were somewhere in the in the desert with all these rich fucking white kids. They were so oh my god, yes. so pretentious. In Joshua Tree. Yes, in Joshua mm-hmm. Tree. Classic. So, so the best was I got just got to tell this story right off because I was gonna wait to get to the story. <laughs> so, so he plays. Everyone loves him. You know, he fucked the shit up. It was great. Um, he goes to to settle the payout, and this poor guy like just sitting there. He had to come up to Joshua Tree too. And the guy's just eating, and Jim fucking puts his cigarette out in his french fries. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, right? We, I think we well, had just what, had it with those people. Yeah, I did, but honestly, I was being, I was trying to be considerate because you weren't really supposed to smoke there because of the Joshua Tree, and I couldn't find a place to put it out, and I, th- I thought the plate he was done eating. So I, I wish I was being a full-on asshole, but I was just no. uh, actually trying to be considerate. Yeah, but it was amazing because you literally just walked it away from it. Good. It was a it was a good move, dude. I I fully. Well, the best it. was the the, yeah, the guy said to me, "Great show, man." I said, "Yeah, whatever. Fuck this." And then we just got the charger. <laughs> yes, and went. That's so amazing. <laughs> and that's how it ended. And that was probably the only other guy there that hated those people as much as we did. And then you even fucked them over. <laughs> that that was the best. So what's going on? Jim lives in Cleveland. Um, Jim and I go way back. He's a drummer in some punk rock bands that I was in and some other kind of bands that I was in. I don't even remember which bands. Probably Were you in the Grumbellies? Yeah. I, no, I was. I was in... Was I in Communist Roast Beef? I can't remember. Yes. That's a great name. Grumbellies. That's yeah. an amazing name. I was in Grumbellies, yes. <laughs> yes. So the best names back in the day. Like, my brother had a band had the best name ever. It was Don't Shake the Box, The Nuts Are at the Bottom. I mean, that's a band name. <laughs> But I like I like grown bellies. That was, that was a good thing. We had this singer John Keener that we met um, at the university University of Akron, right? Yes. Um, I met Jim on the on the first day that I went to college, and um, it was you went to college. I did go to college. 
And it yeah. was our floor was like the Island of Misfits toys. I think they put us nice. all oh, there yeah. together. That's rad. I mean, who do we have on there? We had this guy, Larry Smith, that must have been 40 the first day of college. Right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least he tried. Dude. Benjamin Button. <laughs> first, first night. Jim, what do, you, what do you remember about Larry Smith? I shouldn't even say his name. Oh, oh. There's probably a lot of Larry Smiths that. out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's that's we're, common. we're looking for you, Larry. <laughs> yes. But what do you remember that very first night in that dorm? With Larry and oh, I'm sorry, but I don't, I don't remember. Oh my God, this guy <laughs> played Fat Bottom Girls by Queen. At, oh, that's right. Yeah. Like full volume, over and over <laughs> and over, to the point where I was like, "Who is this guy?" And then he just walk around. First of all, he claimed that he saw Spinal Tap live on tour. And <laughs> is that not a real thing? And he used to just walk around, and he, like he would knock on your door and you'd open it and he'd be like, "Smoke, no beat, pussy." <laughs> Yep, <laughs> and he was just total. Like, and he had this big, <laughs> big bushy mustache yeah. like a mullet. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. And we were kids, you know what I mean? And like, but this yeah. guy was full grown man with a mustache, just knocking. You ever see uh, what's the movie with uh, Dazed and Confused? And who? Oh, what's yeah. his face in there? What's his name? Matthew McConaughey. Matthew yeah. McConaughey. Yeah. All yeah. right. All right. All right. It was pretty close to <laughs> yeah, that, dude. That's Throw a mustache pretty, on it. Not as good looking. Yeah. Not as good looking. Yeah. Larry's a, a handsome guy, so Matthew has some. I'm joking. Yeah. He had a giant lemmy-like mole on his face, yeah. I believe. Oh, he, he, had, nice. he had moles all over that you would stare dude, at. It was oh, like yeah. there's no way this guy. Like you would think he was a cop right away, but he. It, it was like an '80s movie. Like let's put this guy who's in his 40s with these kids. It was great. And then w- this is the last dorm story I'm going to tell. And then we, we had an RA who only had one eye. So if, yep. you, if you were out late, you knew what side to, to hide on the wall. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and, and what did we call him, Jim? I can't remember. Oh, my God. 625. Uh, the Ohm, the one-eyed man. The Ohm. Oh, yeah, one-eyed man. Yeah. You know, I was thinking of another uh, person you knew, Unoot. Unoot? Unoot. Was that you, the, the guy you knew in high school that had one nut? <laughs> oh, no, no. I knew a guy. His, we called him Utaka. Utaka. Because he had this, this old shirt. You know, it said, you touch of this shirt, I break your face. <laughs> but half the letters are off, and that's all that was left. So my brother would call him Utaka. <laughs> anyway, how you doing, Jim? How's Cleveland? Oh, it's fine. It's, uh, it's sunny. It's... Uh... That's it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> 90 degrees in our office right now, or in our studio, I should say. It's pretty spicy over We're here right now. We call it the office, yeah. yeah. Um, Damien's not here. He had a baby on Saturday. We'll talk more about that later. Um, but yeah, so you have us. No, please don't talk about it with me, because I have no idea who he is. Yeah, you don't know who Damien is, so why, why would yeah. we do it? So what do you got going on? I mean, you know, a lot of this, we started this during the, this whole quarantine. So we're kind of like talking to people like, how are they doing it? How does this affect your business? What do you have going on? And Yeah, it's, it, it doesn't really, I mean, it does in a way, because I don't, you're not doing shows, but um, I never did that many to begin with. I was I hadn't been doing that many. I did two right before all this happened, the last week in February. Yeah. I played Chicago and Cleveland. They were both great. And so I kind of just went out with that and, and it left a good taste in my mouth. So I'm not really missing it. I find I kind of find it like, it's like if I had to go out, it went out on a high note, but I just, you know, recording, working on stuff, just keep moving forward. That's about all I can really do. But yeah, it's just like nothing going on. Yeah. Uh, obviously show wise. And you know, there's 
something's being released. Everyone's taking you know advantage of these Bandcamp Fridays, which is basically everyone putting out the horrible files of things they've had <laughs> sitting on their hard drive. Here's a demo yeah. of the song that you're not going to listen to anyway. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's going in their back catalog right now. Yeah. Because they can't <laughs> really get in the studio, I guess. Except for the bands I want to. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> Tim makes it happen. Yeah. Um, so, so you're splitting your time between label stuff. Like you have your own label now, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, technically I do. It's pretty low rent, but yeah. Yeah. So what, explain that a little bit, what you have going on there. Uh, I've had it for a while. I put it it dormant because I was releasing other people's labels and then started just doing it just to, you know, have more control. So I'm just releasing my stuff right now on there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, um, I have a couple 12 inches. I just, I'm doing this series of cassettes. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I, I'm doing this. I did this series of cassettes this year. I did two, there's three parts. So I did two and the third one's going to be coming out, but I just have to have a physical format. I can't just put out files. Actually, the tapes don't even have files. It's just tapes. But, um, so yeah, I'm working on the, the third one, uh, cheap skate interrogation act. Act it's a one, two, and three. Nice. So spells CIA, but it doesn't really mean that. It just kind of happened that way. Do you have any like social media links people could check you out at? Uh, yeah. I well, I'm, um, on Instagram, it's stab you down. S T A B the letter U D O W N on Instagram and Facebook, which I don't really use. Uh, but it's mostly you can find me on Instagram. You only use Facebook and for Facebook. politics. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, it's the Actually, worst. Actually, I have a, a you know, label account, but I don't have a personal account anymore. What about any YouTube channels? Do you have anything we could check out your shows from? Um, I personally don't, but um, it's out against there. my it's wishes, almost all my music's on YouTube. You just, you know, yeah. I know it's kind of hard to Google prostitutes. That's basically why I did hey, it. I whatever I look up, I'll, I'll yeah, probably but, enjoy some of it. Yeah, but Keelan, yeah. you type in male prostitutes. It's just <laughs> prostitutes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So well, no. it, it was funny. When I first, you know, I have, a, I have a SoundCloud too, but when I first did SoundCloud, I did it as prostitutes. Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> within a week, got 250,000 people oh. following me, almost all of them from Indonesia. Oh, yeah. Wow. And so, wow. Bob's and Vagina. <laughs> You're probably one of the smartest. Yeah, Bob's and Vagina. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you got any feet pics? <laughs> yeah. yeah. How much for an armpit so, photo? Yeah. <laughs> Please, so what please. I did is I changed it to the label name and just kept all the <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. That's oh, your that's mailing genius. list. That, that, <laughs> yes, that's probably one of the smartest is. brandings I've ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> I love amazing, that. dude. Yeah, okay. So actually, oh, Jim was at that cat house thing. Weren't you there, Jim? Oh, you at the... Uh, Years ago? Like Irvine, years? Is that Irvine Meadows? Yeah. Yes, Irvine Meadows. Yeah. I was there. Oh, it was about oh, as hot. Oh, you were? Okay. It's as hot as it is in the studio right now. Yeah, and that's funny because I was my... You know, this is the anniversary. Today? This weekend, because it's my grandpa's birthday, because that's why I had to come at the end of it, because I was celebrating my grandpa's birthday, and uh, today's my grandpa's birthday as well. He oh. just turned 80, so it was exactly five years ago this weekend. Wait, oh, he just turned 80 years. now? or He just turned 85 today. Okay. We celebrated yesterday, but I could not come to the Cat House show until later in the evening, because I was having a birthday dinner for him on his 80th. Well, let me tell mm. you, you missed a hole on nothing. <laughs> <laughs> It was ridiculous. Yeah, I my, my I had two highlights from that: seeing chips enough walk into a trailer, <laughs> and Ugh. eating a taco next to Rudy Sarzo. <laughs> that's hey, that's okay. 
Yeah, that's a good story. I want to know how Chip's wig's doing in this humidity. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Who was talking so about Static X? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I got a photo with Ace Freely in the back, and all he was asking Freely. for was his money the whole time. He probably wasn't even looking at you. He was wasn't. He? he wasn't. He was literally looking away, at, looking for his money. Hey, where's my money, Carly? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I got trouble walking. <laughs> he he sure did. One. He had a trouble with a couple Get things. That man on some Heelys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a good one. I saw Ralph that night. Ralph Northam. Uh, one of our friends. He's oh. also. He also. Uh, Insane's. He also sings. Yes. Um, yeah. Was he there? He was there. I did not know that. They didn't play. He was just there. Yeah. Um, well, I also I was. Playing a festival was that in Santa Ana? Yes, you were playing at the what's the big place in Santa Ana? Uh, where would they do? Where Rita's does the observatory? Observatory. That used to be the Galaxy yeah. Theater. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a good yeah. day, dude. You killed it there. Oh, thanks. It was yeah, that was, same that was, day, that huh? Yeah. So, so Jim, come, you, I mean, I know I said you were a DJ earlier, and I know you're not. So, kind of describe what what you do. Oh, uh, well. You mean live or in general? Just in general, like, like what, like what, what? How would you describe what you put down? How would you describe, you know, your style? Well, I mean, I guess for you know, if you're the scene, quote unquote, I'm in is pretty niche. So if you're even remotely, even if you're into dance music, it's still pretty niche within that. So if you're like just into rock, it's even more obscure. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's I. I play everything uh i use hardware i don't use a laptop uh, so it's just you know drum machine samplers stuff like that oh, i mean wow. at home i got a ton of it and on the road i just you know bring smaller parts but it just you know i put together play it live it's there you know it was coined tech noise because of an article that came out like yeah god that was eight years ago and that's kind of like what the scene it was like at this time where a, a bunch of People, people, I guess, that were more into punk instead of dance music started making music. It just kind of happened. And I had no idea it was going on when I started doing this. And then I got lumped into that. Uh, Are there any influences that, was, that got you into this kind of music? Or did you kind of discover always, this yourself? No, I've always been into it. I just was in bands the whole time. And when my last band broke up, I was going to put together another one. Then I realized well, I'm going to have to find like three or four more people to do what I want. I mean, it, that's. Oh, I get it. Unfair to them, pretty stupid. So I was like, you know, I'll just try doing something on my own. So and I honestly thought it would be nothing. So the kind of music you're playing, there's other artists that play that with maybe four people on stage, and you kind of came up with being able to do it yourself with your own rig? Uh, I'm, so, uh, what, I'm sorry, I didn't understand the question. So like you were saying, it was hard to find another three people to do this with you, so you came up with your own rig to do it yourself. Well, no, he was in rock bands or in punk rock bands. And I was talking like about... Doing yeah, yeah. rock band. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I, and, got it. Got and so, I mean, I played bass in the last two bands I was in. And, and I mean, there's not much control for bass players. You know, so I, I was like, I have to find a guitarist. Now I've got to find a drummer. And they were mostly instrumental, so I didn't need a singer. But I, I just, I'm like, why, would I, why am I doing this? Because right. I'm kind of a control freak. So I was like, why am I going to try to wrangle people to tell them what to do? And like, I'll just start. Mm, and it's harder to get laid as a bass player. So I think you're having better luck. Doing this, correct? Oh, I've I think never Getty Lee was saying no because I was in a band. <laughs> I think I was the only person who never got laid because I was in a band. No, Keelan it hasn't either. He's just that's he's trying to make himself feel <laughs> oh, better. He's speculating. I'm trying to make myself feel better here. He's <laughs> not. He's disrespectulating. <laughs> yeah. So, so how do you go about? You know, for those that don't, and and what Jim does is it's it actually comes off really heavy. It's cool. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, I think it would be great soundtrack stuff because it it just. 
like I didn't know what to expect when I first saw it because I know Jim as a, actually as a drummer mm-hmm. and then later on as a bass player. So when I first saw it, I, it was probably when we were in Joshua Tree, right? It's the first time I actually saw it. Yes. I was like, whoa, this is really I also really played in, uh, I played, what was that? The first time I came to LA, I played that, oh my God, I'm so bad with names. Uh, Glenn, is it Glenn something? Uh, Danzig. <laughs> yes, that's, oh, I played Glenn, Glenn Danzig. I know what you're talking about, the yeah. Glenn Helen, right? Amphitheater? Oh, no. geez, I, I'm losing my mind. Anyway, uh, so I, I played I played another place out there, but that, yeah, because you didn't make that one, and it was the Joshua Tree one, the trust fund. Uh, yeah. Hold down. So, so, you know, if you're putting together a track, like, what, what's your your process? Oh, it just it usually starts. I'll just pick some gear. Like, I have a bunch of stuff. It's really usually old and works terribly. And I'll just pick out a bunch and start working. It's I, I just I'm constantly recording all the time. And you know, if something I like, I'll go back and listen to it. Then I'll you know use it. But everything I do is one take. I don't multi-track i don't use uh daws you know software and all that stuff i just record to a hard drive like it was a tape record i originally just did it on four track okay so the first few records i released were done actually on tape four track like an old and four track I, like that we used to use in like, ian's room you can task cam yeah nice wow but yeah so i mean it's just i just i'm always recording and then i mean a lot of the majority of it's just garbage and then you know once in a while I'll stumble on something <laughs> but that's that's how i like to work i just like to keep working and then find something i yeah. guess inspirado as jack black said before he became an asshole <laughs> exactly and there's a, i swallowed a bug um <laughs> um you know what it kind of reminds me of this is going to sound so stupid but c3po you know how like in star <laughs> wars, i know this is gonna sound dumb so you know how in star wars there's all these great droids and all that and these but you still have c3po and and he's made of all these other parts you know what i mean and some old parts and stuff. Oh, I could, yeah. yeah, but he's but he's still I doing you were the referring job. To the cereal. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, because it's not bland and flavorless. Um, okay. But you know what I mean? Like he, you know, he has he's made up of other parts, but he still gets everything done. It's just a whole different way. It's still it's kind of like the old organic way, and any sarcastic. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm coming from a different angle than basically everyone I know who does this. That's I mean, that's what I'm saying. See, that's what I meant. Yeah. To say. I mean, I'm the only person who's sampling, you know, Ted Nugent. Uh, right. So, that's why Tim likes you it, so much. People <laughs> just don't even understand. Even you know, it's just funny because it, it's you know, I'll I'll do that and people will like the track and they have no idea. I mean, because they've never heard Ted Nugent before. Besides, you know, things they don't want to repeat. But yeah, exactly. Well, the thing about Jim too, and this is what what makes you stand above the rest. Your music knowledge is immense, and I, I honestly think Thank that's a, that's a Cleveland thing. You know, people like you. And and Dave Swanson and all of these these legends in Cleveland, like for some reason, when we grew up in Cleveland, man, we know so much about music, and I think it's that core group. You know, it might be, and I forgot the brothers with the thick glasses, like those dudes. Oh, the Pickerings, yeah, the Pickerings. You <laughs> see, you knew right away. Yeah. Um, you know, Cleveland's just kind of, you know, you have some of the best uh, record stores there. I mean, dating back to Chris's Warped, My Mind's Eye to yeah. me is is amazing. I love. You know, when Shattered Records was there, um, you know, there's so many great. And then Ben Cran for what you do. Yeah. I mean, and, and Ben oh, Cran's still a lot open, of right? Stores. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've been going for t- almost 30 years. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of record stores, but also, which a lot of people don't think about, maybe even now, is we have a lot of college radio stations. We didn't just have one or two. We mm-hmm. had at least three or four. I know three for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, 
there was just a constant, you know, way to always get new music or, or even specialized music, you know. So I think that's part of it. And plus, there's not a lot to do here, so you kind of just get obsessed with things. Yeah. And uh, and it's so small that all the genres kind of mix together because it's not enough to just, you know, what you know. And and you're right about the college radio because what you would do, because I grew up in Cleveland. I mean, originally I'm a Michigan-American, but, you know, I, I grew up in Cleveland. So when it came to college radio, you had, um, you know, Friday nights were Bill Peters, and then Saturday mornings were I almost said Mitch Cupcat, Cupcat, yeah, Mitch Cupcat. Tim's feeling good today. And 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 you know what I mean? Like every day there was a different show that you knew was going to come on, and you did. You scheduled, and then in the meantime, if you want to hear like just mainstream stuff, then you had MMS and Kid Leo and and all that kind of. It was just it was just fucking golden, dude. And I don't think I would have done half the things I've done in my life if, if I didn't grow up in Cleveland when I grew up in Cleveland. That's for sure. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't move to... I mean, I've been coming to Cleveland since I was a... You're breaking up. Till, uh, early. Oh, sorry. Can That's you a, hear me? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I, I didn't move to Cleveland until, like, early 90s. But I've been, I was coming here in, up, you know, in the 80s. I grew up about an hour and a half away. But it, it's... Yeah, there's just... Something, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to get all teary-eyed over Cleveland. But, I do. Uh, that's what something about it. <laughs> that's what Tim's trying to get you to do. <laughs> I know. First, I want you to take pictures oh. while you're going to the bathroom. Now I want you to cry <laughs> over Cleveland. I can't get that. Yeah. <laughs> He's a very needy man. man. <laughs> but what about the Bob's and Veggie? <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Well, you know what we like to do on this podcast a lot? Talk about Van Halen. So I'm going to ask you right now, Ooh. what is your favorite sure. Van Halen record, Jim? Real quick, I'd say women and children first. Thank you. And why is that? Tora Tora? <laughs> well, I think it's because it's, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I think it plays all the way through best. I mean, of course, yeah, there's other ones. I'm not going to say there is, but that's just the one that I go to right away. And I just want to grab when I listen to that. And then now I could change my mind after I think about it. But no, I would, no. Yeah, well, not, not because of Tora Tora. No. Uh, DOA is on there, right? No, that's Van Halen no. 2. Yeah, that's my second favorite. That's 2. Yeah. Okay. But there is some. Then you good know what? Stuff. Maybe I'm wrong. No, no, cause, no. Because Romeo Delight's on there, and I know you love that. Oh, in a simple rhyme, wait, ending with that song rhyme is an amazing song. Lost but, Control. Yes, Lost that's control, on there. Yes. Right yeah, after that's Tora what I'm Tora. Of. Yeah, fantastic. Tim, you say what he just brought up. Van Halen Two is your favorite, correct? I think so. I yeah. mean, I I love them all. Obviously, the first one's played out for me. That's the only reason yeah. I don't put one on my list. And it, I'm sorry, but it's but so great. I, I, dude. It's I think it's the. <laughs> wow, way off. <laughs> Panama's kind of a little later. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm a little bit over that one. So yeah. So when when it comes to your music, and you, you mentioned you sampled Ted Nugent, like what are some of your, your best go-tos that you, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like what's the range that you sample from? Oh, actually, there's so many, and I haven't like mislabeled. I don't even remember what, what they are. But uh, I mean, I've sampled things from like, I mean, Ted Nugent, Grateful Dead, like a bunch of, you know, R&B records, hip hop records, just, you know, whatever in my collection. And that's the other, I mean, I've got all these quirks, I guess you call them. Like, I can't sample something unless I own it on vinyl and it can't be reissued. That's the actual. Well, I know that. <laughs> Wait, that's there, interesting. There's so many things I want to send Jim, but I know he won't listen to it because it's not the goddamn no. fucking vinyl from 1973. Are you saying that's his choice, Jim? That's your choice? Yes. To only listen to yeah, it I, on their first edition vinyl. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not listening. I'm I'm saying sampling. Like, if, if I want to sample something, I have to own the vinyl, and I have to and it has to be like 
you know, an original copy. Not like I won't sample off a compilation or a reissue or some, or a CD. Or CD. It's got to be off of the guy. Yeah, it's just it's a thing I, for I you. set a lot of these limits only yeah. because it just it makes it. You enjoy it that way. You get more creative. You get more creative when you have it gives less you so, Yeah. Because today you just go on the computer, type in the name of the song, drag it over to the file, and yeah. it's done. Yeah. You, it's a little bit that. more work. I, I get that. that. Well, just like um, actual, I don't know, DJ Marshmallow or whatever could just have someone under his mask and press play on an iPod. There's no creativity well, there. What we no, there's none. That's why, that's I, kind why of it's not DJ. I hear the word DJ. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. DJs have turned into... Just I mean, pressing play. On. Well, yeah, it's absolutely true. I mean, not to... If I can go off in my little corner of the world, is the thing that drives me nuts about DJs is now most everything's just on a USB stick. Yes, right. So basically, what they're doing is stealing music off of you know Soulseek or whatever mm-hmm. and playing it. So artists who are making the music aren't getting paid, and then mm-hmm. the people who are making all the music who are DJs making are playing your music at, and making a ton of money, and never you've never seen it any because of it. Yeah, and you're supposed to be grateful for it. You know, I refuse to. There's be a reason why they wear masks. <laughs> they don't want to get caught. Well, oh yeah. Well, there's there's a thing like we. It was on Instagram a couple weeks ago. Like, so many people watched. It was Marshmallow, right? And he okay. was he was playing um, Papa Roach. What's the name of that song? The big one. Yeah. Bodies hit the floor. No, that's what. what who's <laughs> last resort? Last resort, right? And everyone's freaking oh, out it. and everything. It's like. And I know the band's probably like, oh, that's great he did that. But with what you just said, it's bullshit. Like, he just literally played yeah. a song. You know what I mean? And, and people go yeah. ape shit about it. I, I lose my mind on There's no creativity anymore. Yeah. No. I was just scrolling through Instagram yesterday. And, you know, you scroll through and you hit one video and then just the, everything related to it. Right. And it was all DJ sets. And there was this, I mean, there's a DJ and she's incredible. I, I, I respect her. She's actually very good. But I was watching her <laughs> just yesterday. I was sitting on the porch, and I was like, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. This is a person just playing an MP3 and <laughs> dancing in front of thousands of people. Yes, you, they got to look screaming. They yeah. got to look concentrated, yeah. right? Like they're staring at the board, jumping up and down, putting their hand in the air, and twisting a couple knobs. But yeah. it's all an act. It's all an act. It's crazy. And people it's all, love it, though. Yeah. No one's tired of no. that yet. And so I respect no, you big time for you understanding that and sticking to it. Like you say, it's your vinyl niche and uh, what makes you feel most creative. I mean, hopefully people respect that and understand when they see you oh, play. Thanks. What's some of your yeah, dream I, shows to play yourself? I or I want to? Uh, I want to hear both. Cause <laughs> or that you saw. I want to hear both because I never talked to someone oh. that plays this kind of style. and uh, like I'm not sure. Like, is there a, a, Do you still like doing the club size shows or would it be your dream to like go oh, on the festival type yeah. rigs? Yeah. I don't. The only reason I like festivals is because you get paid enough to, to, you know, like for European shows, you get paid enough for a festival to cover all the, the little shows. So that's the only reason I like festivals. Got it. And you get to see friends. I mean, that's nice, but and they usually pay for travel too. Yeah, I don't like I don't like festivals. It's you're okay. just basically like you're the next person up. It's just you know, right? It's like cattle going through the charnel right. house. They don't care. There's no real so. focus. No, that's not. I mean, I, yeah, I'm not going to. I liked them because I got paid and was able to do other little shows, right. but I totally prefer clubs. You just prefer Absolutely. the clubs. That's cool. And it, would you even say a theater size venue works for your kind of style, or is you're strictly like club, like thousand or less? Oh, it's way less than that. I'm yeah. like punk club level. I mean, that's like when I play when I play a, sh- a club, a bar, you know, whatever. I always tell the first thing I say when I get there is like. 
I want that, you know, the table, of course, I have to play on the table. I'm yeah. like, I want that on the floor. Can we do that? The first question. I like, I never want to play on the stage. I oh, hate really? It. You want to be immersed so in the I crowd? Always ask them. I like the, I like the people to be around me. I just, I just, I feel weird playing this kind of music up above people. It just seems, I mean, if they're all around me and then that also could be kind of like, I was in Madrid once and it was, it basically turned into a fight. Yeah. I made it through it. Okay. But I mean, like, so it, it, it depends on being on the floor. Is that always good for your health? Well, but, let me, let yeah, me... I always try to play on the floor. So That's when cool. you're performing, like what, do you even notice the crowd? Like when I watch you, I, I think you're just in it. Like to me, you're part of that no, machine. I, you know what I mean? I never notice the. I never look up ever. I think I, I wouldn't even know there was anyone there. Unless, yeah. You know, somebody yells out something or, <laughs> you know, somebody was, when I was in Madrid, someone was trying like a fist kept coming towards my nose, getting closer and closer. <laughs> and I just, and finally I looked up and like, I looked up with my fist clenched and it was the, it was my friend who I played with. He had disappeared for like three hours. God knows what happened. He was shirtless, sweating, and trying to kill me. Well, so I don't know. I know what, what happened. You know, what, yeah, I do. I do too. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so yeah, I don't. That, that's a boring story. But you know, I, no, I basically. Do you? Uh, I mean, it's almost yeah. defeatist. I kind of want to keep it as small as possible. I mean, I don't want to play. I play larger venues, and it's usually kind of lame. And like you said, you're you're focused at looking at the board, and you don't even notice how many people are in the crowd. Do you have both headphones on the whole time? Like, no, you... I don't use I don't use okay. headphones. I okay. just you know, play. You know. It's it's literally yeah. like pieces, but the, it's hard to yeah. explain. But it's fucking rad, dude. Um, and it's you know it's pretty aggressive too. It it's is not, aggressive. You know. Okay. Yeah, yeah I so can it, see. That's so it plays better in clubs. Yeah, it okay. is. It is aggressive, and it's. You know, do you ever, like, for me, a lot of times I'll go in somewhere and my ears get trained to just hear sounds and you hear machinery sometimes and it just, there's a beat to it. And that's kind of when I saw Jim the first time, like, I was just like, whoa, it's just like these electronic machines. I don't know. It's it's a very dystopian future sound to me and I fucking loved it. You know what I mean? It, it totally took me by well, surprise you, yeah. knowing Jim and what he's into. I mean, Jim, you know, like me, was... I mean, he has a very eclectic taste when it comes to music, but he's also like a hardcore kid or, you know, he, he showed me a lot of music growing up. Um, speaking of that, what five favorite bands? Oh, Jesus. Um, you knew five favorite. Well, you're going to hate most of these. I know. That's so, why I asked. So uh, I can make fun uh -oh. of you later. Blink-182. Of course, no, no order. I'd say The Cramps, Led Zeppelin. Oh. Um, <laughs> I know Tim's already wincing at the Led know. Zeppelin. Uh Oh, jeez. I don't even know where to go with... I mean, I could just name all the common ones. You know. well, whatever you black love Sabbath most. Only with the, uh, well, Tim's see? wearing a black Sabbath shirt right now. Am I? No. Basically. I'm, Am I? I'm, no, I'm wearing a shirt. It's got the purple wavy font. Okay, literally says Death Before Disco from the movie Stripes. How the fuck do you get black Sabbath? Don't talk to that? me. <laughs> don't talk to me about it. It looks exactly like that album cover. Okay, no. Judge Reinhold. Don't make me go down don't this fucking road. <laughs> I'm so, just trying to ahead. piss them off. Right. Go ahead, Jim. But I love that oh, I, the, I, I love that you said Black Sabbath with Dio because you know who else, who else has that, that same thing? Who? Nicolas Cage. Oh, oh really? You say yes. he likes Dio more than Yes. We had Ozzy? a long... I don't want to drop names, but I'm going to because it's Nicolas Cage. And we had actor we ever. had literally an hour conversation about how that was the perfect Black Sabbath. Where was that at? Oh, Cage's I agree. Heaven and Hell. Right? I mean, I love I the Aussie stuff, but yeah. Heaven and Hell is the best Sabbath record. It's a great album. So, uh, I'll give yeah. you that. You know why? Because it has not only Neon Knights, but Wishing Well. And that's the best song that Black Sabbath ever wrote. That's Wishing a big well. statement. 
No, but it's true. Yeah, Die Young's on there also. Oh, yeah. It's great. Um, I, I what I always loved about Dio is he his lyrics, at first you're listening to him, you're like, oh, my God, this is deep. And then you're like, I don't know where the fuck he's going. I know, I mean, right? It's just like, medieval bullshit, right? <laughs> there's some good <laughs> stuff, man. But at first you're like, I understand what he's saying about the dancer. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about a dancer for? Like, so by the end of the song, I'm already like, you know, convinced myself the guy's full of shit. But it didn't matter. I love it. Okay, but the thing is, he wasn't full of shit. He was a goddamn wizard. I don't know if you listen to Wishing Well. You know what I mean? He's a wizard, no, all right. Yeah. yeah, he he his I I know what you mean as you get older and stuff like that. But there's a lot of things that that I wouldn't listen to then that I love now. You know what I mean? Things have changed oh, for yeah. me over time. Um, and and with Black Sabbath, you know, I always loved like. Technical Ecstasy. I love that album because to me that was the most uh, rock and roll. And no one else likes that record. And I love it you even more You tried to get today. me into it. I, I ended know. up selling my copy like last year. I cannot get into that record. Well, you know what happened to me is you know, in my downtime that I had to have this for, for reasons this past year, I started being the uh, going back to my days of um, product management and changing the way albums were, were put together. You know what I mean? So because Wait, for, hold on, hold on. You mean, why are you saying recently? You've been doing this as long as I've known you. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But I've really hit it to the point where I'm, I think I'm going to become a professional. Dude, Yeah. I, I, I made... Like, I'll ask Tim. I'm like, what is the best post-Alice Cooper band record? And he'll, and he'll send me a text message with all these different songs from different records in a specific order. He's like, this is the record that should have been made. <laughs> it's uh, true, though. So, I take this yeah. shit seriously. I've made Beatles albums going up to 1980 until he died. Um but because of that, like my new favorite album right now is an album I hate in my whole life, which is Kiss Unmasked. Mm. But I worked my magic. Oh, I love. Oh, so good, yeah. dude! Right, Naked City. Oh, I love that record. It's, it's, it's become my favorite Kiss record after Dress to Kill right now. Thank you. That's why we're exactly the same. I I had this conversation the other day with someone. My favorite records right now by Kiss are Dress to Kill, Unmasked, and The Elder. But I, it's also my own version wow. of The Elder. Like the worst albums. It, it's really not though, dude. <laughs> It's, no, it's, no. I Unmasked it, is great. You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. I was gonna say something, but I can't. Keep going. Unmasked is unbelievable. Covers, but it sounds amazing too. Sonically, I mean, if it wasn't yeah. for that that keyboard, you know, that they use sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I love that. I record. mean, have you not heard Crazy Nights? No, I actually have. <laughs> I know that's why I got um, you. But but same with like Cheap Trick, The Doctor, and all of these albums that I fucking hated. I love now. Oh yeah. Hmm. You know what I mean? I've got The Doctor. I just. I never listened to it. <laughs> You've acquired a taste. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is the last thing I'm gonna say about Unmasked because I'm literally in this this whole thing because it came out 40 years ago and it's oh yeah, you know what I mean. And I, I the story about that, Jim, just so you know, is I think Naked City that I love, and mm -hmm. she's so European, but definitely oh, Naked, yeah. Naked City was a song by a band called Balance, and I think Gene just took it. I think this guy Pepe Castro wrote that song, and Gene just took it and put his name on it. Pebby Castro is from the Blues Magoos. <laughs> what is fucking going on? Oh, I'm so high. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, talking about those records, I was Timmy watching, Towley. as you know, I was watching that movie last night, um, Megaforce. Oh, the yes. 707. And I, was, I, I loved it so much. And I was watching, I was like, when I, when that, if, that, when, if I saw that when it came out, I would have thought it was garbage. It's because the perspective is, when you see something during the time it's being made sometimes, and it's all they have is, that's all you know, your, your, your range is, you know, because there's no future. It's just what you know from beyond yeah. and now. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it seems 
I don't know. There's something limited and lame about it. Now that I go back and know how much time has you know changed, and I can see it as a of a, of the moment, and it, it made. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, it's the same movie, but for some reason, and same with music. I can go back and listen to a record. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't want to say what I was going to say, but like I'm a Tangerine Dream fan. I like, and I'm starting to get into the really cheesy '80s stuff now. Yeah, that's the good I, stuff. I, I and I. I mean, I would I, originally I would just laugh at that, but now it's like that's what, what I want to hear, and I don't, I can't explain it, so I don't. I know. I mean, <laughs> but I think about this all the time. I'm like, am I doing this because? I've heard everything and I just want to, you know, yeah. there's some things like the doctor by cheap trick, which is the, or even hot space by queen, which when that came out, I mean, that was the death knell, but now yeah, because of my talents of rearranging albums, but it's still <laughs> stuff I want to listen to because it's fresh to me. Cause I never heard it like dancer by queen. I yeah. mean, if you ever hear that song, it's fucking amazing. You know what I mean? But at the time, I, I don't even think I ever heard that song. It's like nine lies from Aerosmith. Okay. <laughs> See, oh, no. you just, you just did it. <laughs> oh God. Okay, I think one of my first things of rearranging stuff was actually an Aerosmith compilation for you, Jim, that I sent. Remember, you were, it, it could be you were going on vacation or something. Was it any good? Yes, I. Oh, it was great. I mean, I for years I would listen to that every time I flew. It was like my favorite. Uh, I take to put time. On. I, yeah, like songs end in a key, and then the next song will start in that key or a key that works with that. I don't do that in my own music, but I'll do it when I'm putting <laughs> songs together for someone. Um, well, yeah, with Aerosmith, like I would never listen to Rock in a Hard Place forever, and then like two years ago, I I put it on, and I I, I was like, I loved it. Tim and always it, swears it, by it's that. Not like right? I was hearing it differently. It's I heard it the exact same way as I heard it right. before, but all of a sudden I liked it. I, it's a weird thing on that note because what does that say about us as listeners? Is it because we just have this image of wanting to see Stephen and Joe playing together? And no, w- like why do people not buy that album then? I just almost feel like sometimes albums are like a little bit ahead of their time, you know? Yeah, well, that's a thing, too. Right. Yeah, is, for sure. Yeah. I, I disagree. <laughs> really? You're off the show. <laughs> <laughs> because well, I, where's the, where's the hang-up button? Where's the proof? <laughs> well, let me, let me put it this way. I, I don't disagree. I disagree with the term ahead of their time. Okay. I, I, a few years ago, I formulated a theory that I almost perfected, but I don't believe anything is ahead of its time. I think things are of the time, and then people then go back. They're not and ready listen for it. To them. Yeah, yeah okay. this is. I mean, right. I, I, I don't think things are ahead of their time. They're just different for the time they came out in. I mean, yeah. I know that that's semantics, but yeah. it's no, just, no. I mean, I get potato, tomato. Yeah. I mean, a great example of that yeah. is Paul's Boutique. People were not ready for that album. I think to an no. ex- I think to an extent, Fair Warning by Van Halen, the cover and everything. When that album came out, I was like, "What?" I still don't get that album. It's Dirty Movies is one of my favorite songs, but all together, that yeah. album never really hit me. Yeah, or the Who by Numbers. Why not? I don't know. And people love Fair Warning. Between, I don't see much difference between Fair Warning and and Women and Children First. I think it's the. Honest, are you Caitlin. kidding me? I think it's the cover. I really do. Yeah, you put those two together and make one double album. It, and Women is my favorite works. album, and I can't. I mean, Mean Street. There's some songs that never really got me. So this is love. It okay. really never hit me, and people love that song. I don't like that song. That's the one weak part on that record. But push come to shove. Yeah, that song about the same yeah. for me. On really, so oh, this is love. The solo. But Jeez. I gotta listen back. Maybe I'll listen to both albums side by side and maybe change my mind later. But well, then again, I mean, I got into. I heard the first Van Halen album when I was a kid, and it came out, and it was like you know I heard it like everyone else heard it. And I, I right. never became. I never went past that. Then when I met Tim. I mean, he really got me into Van Halen. So basically, <laughs> those first four albums were like all at once. I mean, well, the other three. Right. 
So I heard everything at once. I never heard like, oh, I heard this. And then I heard that. I was like, those first four records were all together as one big lump. So I never really separated them out in my mind. I, like I didn't like slowly learn, you know, get into each one. To be honest with you, so I, that's think, why. I think Women is my favorite album because that's the only cassette tape that was around the house when I was a little kid. Yeah. So it just it's the same reason as you in a sense, just because when it hit you and how it hit you. Um, but that's and that's with your generation, Keelan. Well, of I course, think it's it's hard to because to take an output like that all at once. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. there's definitely a, a bonus to hearing it as it's happening. You know Absolutely, I mean? it, that's so, the part yeah. of this it, whole story. It all makes sense. As but that being said, all of a sudden, fair warning made a little bit of sense. Diver Down didn't make so much sense. Dolphin Up, yeah, and 1984 made because you're waiting. Sense to me. You're waiting. The album comes out, you love it, and then you're like, what's next? And you yeah. wait and you wait, then you get it, and you your expectations mostly are up here, up high. Yeah, and so something like Diver Down comes out, or but I loved it. They they never disappointed me. But Van like other bands, their albums would come out. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Van Halen, it took me a minute, and that's why I love them to this day, because, you know what I mean, they just weren't... Yeah. Like, Cheap Trick was like, all right, here's another 10 great songs with even better bridges. But with Van yeah. Halen, like you, re- they made you work to like it. You know it, what I mean? It's a real bummer that I've never... I don't know about you, Ike, but I've never been able to experience a quote-unquote new band and grow with them when the albums come out, like you're saying, with Van Halen. There's been no great uh-huh. enough band where I can look forward what's coming out next. I've been here since the beginning with them and seen them grow. Yeah. There's nothing like that. So it's kind of just like, all right, what's out? What's been out? What band yeah. would be like that for you right nothing. now? Nothing. For me, I it's mean, like Bronx or Cancer Bats or, yeah. or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, and even that's, oh. you know, at this point, it's a little bit different. It's not yeah. as grandiose. That's as sad. I know. It's very well, sad. Well, listen, both bands are amazing, and I love both yeah. bands. But well, I was just thinking about, the other day I was thinking about Voivod, like yeah. how I grew with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I came in on Killing Technology, but... I don't actually, I came in with the one before that. Uh, Roar. Oh, that's such a brilliant so, album. Yeah, so I, but you know, that was a band, like every record that came out, it was a progression. It was a, yes. and then eventually got to the point that Piggy died, and I, you know, could, you know, that didn't matter in me anymore. But I had a, one of my albums, which was the third full length I ever did, was a, the whole thing was a tribute to uh, Piggy. Wait, are you Come serious? On. How do I not know this? Uh, yeah, it's, well, I couldn't find a French translation for a piggy. There is none. It's like it's called Petit Cochon, which is little pig. Oh, and uh, so that's. But every song, what I was doing for a long time, and I've kind of stopped, is every time I'd make an album, the whole album would be fragments of song lyrics from one band in particular. So that album was all fragments of Voivod lyrics, every right. top song title. So what else? And so I, uh, and then the album before that was all Cramps lyrics. I did a two this double ten inch series. Both of them were all discharge lyrics. Nice. So, um, yeah, I was do that's like how I was doing it for a while. And then it became like, then people were trying to like you know, you know train spot what I was doing. People meaning one person. Uh-oh. And, uh oh. And name them, name them, yeah, name them. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, I think it's my friend Matt from the band Sockeye, but uh, or it rhymes with that. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, well, real quick, I want to go back. What what is the, the, the uh, temperature on the room on Diver Down? Oh, it's amazing! I fucking love that record. I mean, amazing. Have, have you heard Dolphin Up though? I had to drop yeah, that twice. You didn't hear it the first. I time. I know you did. <laughs> when you I'm said sorry, temperature in the room, I was like, well, it's about ninety three right? in here right so, now. So just so everyone <laughs> knows, real low. When, when Van when Van Halen was releasing Diver Down, it was supposed to be a, a double album called Diver Down Dolphin Up. Oh. But for whatever reason, they only they. I mean, the band was falling apart. I mean, I I still say at that point live they were the best they ever were, but well, there is a reason supposedly. Oh, what is it? I mean, 
well, I guess Warner Brothers did not want to release a double album. So to, to be dicks, they just took what mostly covers and, oh. and throwaways. And like, we're just going to give you this 31 minute record with a couple, bunch of covers and, you know, and goofy songs and just like, it was almost kind of like a fuck you to them because they wouldn't do the full record. Yeah. But I still, there's no proof anywhere. Well, I only believe it because Tim told me this. Kid that Leo, dude. Kid, Kid fucking Leo. Kid Leo WMS say it once. Yep. So, which he was reading from a press release. Second of all, yeah, um, that album started because they needed a break, right? After yeah. Fair Warning tour and, and all that shit. So the plan, I, I guess, was going to... They were going to think about doing the actual live Van Halen album that the world so desperately oh, right. needed. Yeah. Um, Still so, needs. <laughs> yeah. So to, to hold that over, they put out Pretty Woman. Right. And that actually blew up for and them. And it blew up. So then, then Warner Brothers were like, you're, you're going back. That, you're and back. that's why they didn't record that at Sunset Sound. They went into that place. It's no longer there. It's in. It's over off Vineland. And they went in and just, for those reasons that, Jim, you probably said, like, they, they kicked that shit out that way. You know what I mean? I still love it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's Alex Van Halen's best album performing. The shit he does in Hang 'em High is insane. I love Hang 'em High. Yeah. 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 I think the solo in Secrets is one of my favorite. And my all-time piece of music that Van Halen has ever done is... Pound Cake. <laughs> <laughs> Summer Nights. <laughs> is, is Intruder. <laughs> Intruder is the best fucking shit ever. Yeah. The Were they going to oh, do all covers as a double yeah, vinyl? Yeah, I bet you did, dude. That's, you know what? Yeah. That's, I'm so, what? I'm so no. sorry. That's what your music reminds me of, Intruder what? by Van Halen. Oh. That that feeling of getting punched in the it, face. It kind of, yeah. Yeah. That and what's the other, the other uh, is it? Sunday Afternoon in the Park, after, on. So after, yes, that, I've sampled that also, too. Yeah. Yeah. So did you see the thing of, of his son, Wolfgang, Wolfgang Van Halen, playing that? He found that little thing that Eddie used, and then he played it. it sounded, no. Oh, it's so amazing. It's, it was on his IG. Huh. That's Instagram. <laughs> that's Instagram. For all you industry oh. terms, that, you that, That's Instagram, fam. <laughs> that's pretty fire. <laughs> it was pretty lit. That, that's, yeah. that's fire. Fire AF. AF. Yes. So, so real quick, going back, because he mentioned Voivod, and I love Voivod. For me, like, I got up to Angel Rat, and that, and that was it. I'm sure they had amazing shit after that. But the, They had one good... But, Wait a minute. Was that before... Angel Rat was before or after Nothing Fate? Nothing it was Fate. After. It was the one that, right after it. So. Yeah. So, so I love like, I love Angel Rat because it's completely bizarre yes. compared to the rest of the catalog. It's way better yeah. than Nothing Face. It, it is. I used to love. I used to think the other way around, but now I love Angel Rat. There's someone right now. And the only one I don't have on so vinyl. Yeah. Which one, Angel Rat? It's super rare to find. I it's have impossible it. to find on vinyl. I just saw it on vinyl when I was in Cleveland. Yes, I still have my original. Oh my god! I, I've been. I'll give it to you when I can get it. Um, but going back, like so, for me, when it first, when they first came out, I didn't, I didn't dig it, like Warren Payne. But now, yeah. Warren Payne oh, is the yeah. album Judas Priest should have made after fucking Defenders of the Faith. That album, if you really listen to it, it's a very noisy Judas Priest album, and I love it so much. And no one else will say that, but I will. Yeah, well, they're a band whose progression. I mean, every album was just this incrementally better, and like, and like, it built off each record. Just, I mean. And, uh, and each one's great on its own. But yeah, I never was into Warren Payne. And now I was more into Warren Trickolo. <laughs> oh, where are we going? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> you lost me, uh, guys. Um, but, but going back to that, the, you know, when we... Cause I think we, you played guitar for Jefferson Starship, didn't you? <laughs> what was that guy's name? Craig Chiquita? Speaking of Chiquita. Oh, Chiquita! Chiquita. <laughs> so, so, so the thing about what... Voivod did, man. They were so precise in everything they did. Not only the stories that their albums were, but they're playing. 
The first time we saw them, I think Jim was on the was it Killing Technology or Dimension Hatros at the at Peabody's. That was Dimension Hatros, and yeah. they they used those strobes so effectively because it was such a oh, small stage. I mean, it blew my mind. I think they played with Vio Lintz. They did play with Vio Dash Lintz. <laughs> yeah, Vio Dash Lintz. <laughs> yeah, that was the old Peabody's in Cleveland, man. We saw some cool shit there. Yeah, you I mentioned also that saw, venue before. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I also saw the pole that was in the middle of the floor. Yes, I saw that with my forehead many times. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they had this giant support beam in the middle of the floor, and like, it, <laughs> most of the time I was behind it, so I barely saw the bands I was there to see. That's where I shattered that's my so nose. Ouch. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Who did you piss off? I saw Junkyard down there. Yes. Oh. And, I, and I remember it was a big... Like every like old hardcore person in the tri-state area came out. Like Andy Wendler from the Necros came, and a bunch of people from to Detroit. To see Brian Baker, it was like this reunion. Uh, to see Brian Baker, yeah. Exactly. Was... You're still talking about junkyard. Yeah. So Brian Baker, who is now in Bad Religion, who I hate, but was also in Minor Threat. He had this like yeah. mid '80s, late '80s. With who else was in that band? It was uh... guys. Chris from the yeah, uh, Chris. Big Boys was in it. Yeah. So yeah. all these old hardcore guys put together. They're like rock and roll band but they were great their first three like albums are amazing yeah. well um i saw I, I saw junkyard i saw the akron agora and you know who opened for junkyard hmm. you wouldn't know black crows oh wow oh, at the akron agora yeah not so the that's Cleveland how weird agora. it was like black crows were open for junkyard i still have my junkyard shirt from that peabody show i wore it wow. literally um friday you know what's so funny is uh my mom grew up with patrick the drummer from junkyard but i've never really listened to the band so when I started meeting more friends of the rock scene and they brought up Junkyard. I only knew him as my my mom's parents still hang out with Patrick's parents today. It's like, wow. So it was weird, though, because like he came from punk bands, too. They're all punkers. Huh? Yeah. But I only know the song Hollywood, punkers. which isn't really I don't think that really represents the That's band. A great song that I mean, I, I so so for, at that time, like, you know, obviously Guns N' Roses was big and Black Crows. But there was this, yeah. this underbelly of like Circus of Power and Junkyard and Sea Hags. The Throbs. And Four Horsemen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's all yeah, these cool. Yeah, Four Horsemen. Oh. Yeah, these cool bands. Great. Um, King Size kind of fit in there out of Louisville. Um, that Jim, yeah. remember that? You told me about that. Oh. Um, oh, I fucking love them. Yeah, Danzig produced that record. Yeah, Danzig did produce that record. Um, so there was yeah. some, like, there was some cool stuff that was that 4 4, you know, Key of A, 440 shit. You know, it was, and it was good. Well, that was a weird, because it was like when, you know, punk crossover happened, but then there was groups that just didn't really like metal. So they, instead of crossing over to metal, they went into hard rock. And it was all of a sudden, I, I remember the turning point. I was still in Kent and I was still very much into punk and hardcore. And the first Faster Pussycat album came out. And this like fucking gnarly skater dude that I was friends with, he was super cool. But one day he was just talking about faster pussycat and I, I was just, I just couldn't handle it. I'm like I I didn't understand, but then the, the sea change happened and I started getting in all that stuff too. But well, it, I, I remember him because the bands like SSD that. and that like the, everyone that went to like Enigma man, yeah. that, like that was bad shit. It sounded like shit and it was written <laughs> like shit and it was just pure shit. But, you know what I mean? And the mullets SSD? in these bands, had, yeah. <laughs> Oh, about, I agree. I love those records, though, but they are I know, bad. I know like, you like those records. I'm, I'm sure you love the Straw Dogs and all that shit, but... Straw Dogs, but I, I love How We Rock and, and Break It Up, the two hard rock uh, SSD <laughs> records. And they're not good, but they're I not like good. them. They're not good. So Jim and I used to have a radio show. 
Ooh, so this is going to bring back memories here. here. Nice. Probably yeah, as right? many listeners as we have here on this podcast. But <laughs> our show was called well, that's a lot, then. Was United <laughs> Forces, and it was a mix of hardcore and rock and metal and even had hip-hop at, at the time. Jim was the first dude into hip-hop, like... Nice. You know, oh, really? Yeah. Jim, Jim had it all. Jim knows the shit, dude. Uh, hip, he, hip, he knows the features when it's happening. Yeah, so this was 80s for the kids there. I mean, it wasn't oh, No, like you're supposed to say you too, Tim. Jesus fucking <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I teased that up for you, bro. Fucking <laughs> yeah, thank you. Okay, what were you saying? Yeah. Hit and a miss. <laughs> <laughs> Wing and a miss. <laughs> but I remember... I remember... Uh, didn't we, what were you like breaking records? Yes, we <laughs> if we we would play records on the air because they're still vinyl. Mm-hmm. We didn't like it. We would literally smash it. Oh, that's great! It's so awesome, dude. What? Do, no way that's coming back. We, we we had this guy, our station manager. He would say bye by just saying penis. <laughs> Toby. Toby. Yes. Oh, hey, that's hey, Toby. Really creative. Penis. <laughs> he also sold every record out of that station when it closed. He did. What what, oh what kind God. of station were you guys? It was a college radio it was station. It's a carrier current station in Akron. Yeah. That's cool. You got to do that, though. That's a good band name, oh, Carrier yeah, Current. Yeah. I mean, Not really. We're lucky we're able to do Not this really. podcast stuff, and it's gotten easier. There's no thing in radio anymore. Oh, the radio show is no. way less work than this. You think so? Yes. Well, because everything was already set up for you guys? It was a matter of walking downstairs on Sunday yeah. night at 10, 10 p.m. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, so and grabbing fun. an SOD record. Yes, and playing March of the so SOD. <laughs> 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 oh, it's so funny. Um, yeah. What else? What else? What's going on in Cleveland? Oh, nothing really. It's been, you know, just kind of quiet. There's really, no, you know, can't bars close at 11. You know, there's like nothing going on. I just hang out. Well, I just watch movies, listen to music don't what? do anything sit on the porch are you are you still reading comic books at all or no i haven't in years i've started though i've recently started getting into anime not like crazy but i've been seeing a few that i like so really wow. uh, that's as close to yeah it's, i know it's kind of shocking mm, umbrella academy wait that's the one with all the bukkake is that what that, <laughs> am i right oh you like yeah, bukkake right. tears <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> It's it's funny though, like the way music was when we were growing up, where it became really just stripped down. That's what happened with the comic books, you know, and and companies that are big now or became big, like Dark Horse and all that. I mean, I remember we would go to these comic shops, Jim, and we would buy all these independent comics and Boris the Bear and oh, all yeah. this fucking, you know what I mean? Or the, at the time, the Tick was like one of the most underground things you could ever have, oh, you know what I mean? And fuck, dude, those are good times. Um, movie wise, once in a while, I'll, I'll look at comics and they just. It's almost like I've forgotten how to read a comic book. Yes, exactly. Like, like you, we're talking about going. Yeah, we're talking about going back and listening to music, right? And and yeah. how you rediscover, but you can't do that with a comic book. No, you can't. It's it's a it's a strange like it's almost like a muscle memory that I lost. I was like I couldn't follow the panels. <laughs> I, I, I nothing made sense. It was I felt, I felt completely dyslexic, like how you are right now. Yes, I am very. Um, but but it's the truth. Like I mean, I will I will go back and try to reread things that I thought were fucking great. You know what I mean? And I'm like, wow. Yeah. Th- was this really what I thought it was? You know what I mean? And maybe that's because, like you, I haven't read comic books in a, in a long time, or maybe it's because I I kind of think of the movies now, or I see it in a movie way. But I wish I could get back to that innocence where I loved comics and they worked. You know what I mean? No, I've tried. You know, every few months I'll I'll pull out a series I was really into. 
whether it's from the seventies or eighties, nineties, whatever. And I just, it just doesn't spark the same feel. Like I just look at the pictures and like, Oh, I remember feeling a certain way when I saw this, but yeah. it it's not like seeing a film or listening to music. It just doesn't work for me. What, what is your, like, but of your memory, what is your, your favorite comic book ever? Like the one that really blew you away. Like was it an Alan Moore swamp thing? Was it dark Knight? Like what was the one, what's your kiss alive when it comes to uh, well, I, when I was really young, like late seventies, like X Men, like when, like when they started, like late the nineties to the hundreds, the Byrne took it over. Oh, okay. Yeah, but but actually, the, the comic book that I love the most and still do is uh, Adam Warlock. Warlock, wow. Like, um, and Captain the Captain Marvel from Marvel, not the DC. It's all and now it's like completely changed. Yeah. Like even Guardians of the Galaxy, all this. It's so weird that movie came out, which I'm fine with both those movies. I think they're okay, but it's almost like history has been erased because the original guardian of the galaxies the galaxy, you can't even find it on, if you yeah. Google, you can't even find them anymore. It's almost like it's been completely erased. It's, it's an amalgamation. These movies are like, they, they took villains and made them heroes and moved it all around. So it's, it's weird being old and seeing these movies now and, and trying to, you know, I'm always explaining to my girlfriend, Amy, I'm like, well, no, so-and-so is actually from a different <laughs> universe. Just a joy to watch a movie yeah, with. Right? Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I'm a real treasure. I'm surprised she'll even watch those movies with you. I've never found a girl that's like, I like those movies. Oh, she loves, she, yeah, she likes Amy rules. superhero films. Yeah. That's good. But, uh, you found I, a good I, one. Yeah, tell her that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, and it is weird, and that's kind of why I don't want them to bring Howard the Duck into the movie world again. Um, they, oh, I mean. they ruined that. Yeah. yeah, I mean the the first that's I'll take it. It was '86, right? But if I don't want them to try to do it again because those those original yeah. Howard the Duck cartoons were again so fucking great. I saw the Easter egg they did at the end of one of the Avengers movies yeah, with Howard the Duck. Oh yeah, they, yeah. Well, there was you know Howard the Duck lived in Cleveland, so yeah, exactly. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that's uh, why I like them. I mean, literally, <laughs> he was a real person. Yes, he was a real duck. <laughs> He's a real duck. Well, speaking of that, and I'm gonna get the names wrong. You know, American Splendor came out of Cleveland. Um, yes, uh, Harvey P. Carr. Harvey P. Carr. He worked at at Record Revolution for years. Uh, yeah. I actually thought that movie was really good. I thought he fucking nailed it. Oh yeah. Well, you know, Toby in that movie, um, he worked at this coffee shop next to Ben Crayon, the original location. Ben Crayon. There was this coffee shop called the Red Star, and Toby worked there. Um, if you anybody, if you remember the movie American Splendor, Toby yeah. being the, uh, you know. I guess, I, I don't know, autistic, uh, special, I don't know what yeah. you want to call it. But, okay. but he's still around. But yeah, it's, it's, I remember him working there and everybody hated him because he was really annoying. But I thought it was great. I found, I found him hilarious. Yeah, that movie was so, it feels like Cleveland. It's rad. A lot of good things have come out yeah, of Cleveland. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Jim, myself. Nine Inch Nails. Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> Nine Inch Nails, yeah. <laughs> Raspberries. Nine. Well, very good. It's oh, actually yeah, more, more, tonight, more mentor, but... <laughs> I, I have a Raspberry's Greatest Hit CD. You have more than that. <laughs> no, that's all I have. I just have, what, like, this... What's funny about... I got it when we worked at the at Capitol or whatever. I, like, I got, you know, I got a promo. Oh, I, I, I still have that one, too. What's funny about Jim is he hates, like, the kinks and, and the who, the move, like, yes. all this stuff that was really cool and kind of built on what the Beatles did. But you love the Beatles. Uh, yeah, I, I do. I mean, I grew up with them. I can't, I can't disassociate myself with them. I do love them. I just, I mean, the Who and the Kinks. I'm fine. Super early, but as soon as Concept came into it, like when British bands do Concept, it fucking 
turns my stomach. I can't stand it. Like I hate hearing about fucking, you know, it gets too serious. And it's, 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 it's not even it's serious. Dumb. It's silly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's, it's British psychedelia is, is one of the most upsetting things in the world to me. It's just, it's so stupid. Well, I think it's one, one of the most overrated because every band, those concept yeah. albums, which I will not count Quadrophenium, but I'll, I'll say it about Tommy. It's their worst, yeah. their worst albums. You know what I mean? Like, well, you don't have to tell me that, but yeah. Like Ogden's by fucking Small Face. And that album's horrible, man. That album's horrible. And I think Small Face is originally one of the greatest bands, Thank hands you. down, that I've ever watched. Steve Marriott was, is I, one of the best frontman guitarist singers ever. Dude, you know, I, Dave Swanson told me once, uh, real quick, but, but Steve Marriott, and it's just stuck, is like, when he left, they had to, they had they took it took Rod Stewart and Ron Wood to replace yes. Steve Marriott. It took two superstars two to replace superstars. one person. Yeah. Did yeah. you did you hear me? Because you're like the small faces, and I had to gasp because I thought you were gonna go the other way, and I was gonna be like, "Are you fucking kidding me right now?" But what? I thought you were gonna say they were horrible. No, no, no. Yeah. Everything up to Odkins. I mean, yeah, the, the early early Decca stuff in some of the Ross. I remember specifically the room I was sitting in the first time I heard. I just was used to like Tin Soldier and all the later stuff. Yeah. And I heard those early Decca records. I was, you know, first of all, I was blown away because I'm like, wait a minute, this is a Led Zeppelin song. Why didn't they stole this from him? Yeah, but right. uh, that, oh my god, they're incredible. Steve Marriott is just—he's brutal. That guy was brutal for like four foot. You know, again, like Dio, it's short man syndrome. Yeah, I do. But well, then he went on and started Marriott Hotel, so you got to give him credit for that. Well, he did really a great job, you asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, like, like even with Humble Pie, man, like, and the, the early Humble Pie was cool. It's mellow, but you know, the Frampton stuff, but once, yeah. once Frampton's gone, but like side four of Eat It, the live stuff, like with Up Our Sleeve and, and their, their oh. version of Honky Tonk Women, I mean, oh, fucking God. destroys. A it's the greatest moment in recorded rock and roll, and that's even better than There's Deuce on Kiss Alive. Wow, big statement. You know what? Go For you children out there, <laughs> go, and I'm talking to both you guys in the, in the studio. Uh, you know, go on your YouTubes and look up. There's a King Biscuit Flower yes. Hour, a Humble Pie Show, and they open up with Up Your Sleeve, and it will annihilate you. Well, this, it, that, un- that's the show they oh. use for side four of the album. So so Up Our oh, Sleeve, Honky Tonk, and have, Roadrunner. Yeah. yeah, that side four, was. that's the whole show. And that show, I'm going to say it right now, that live show as an album is better than Kiss Alive. Wow. It, Jim, oh, am I lying? Yeah. It's really fucking good. I, I, it's a cherry truth. He's I high right I'm now. Not <laughs> I'm not into eat it as much as uh, I like no, performance I'm, I'm, more than. But but I'm talking about that live show from King yeah. Biscuit Flower that that they released. Oh, that is yes. Yeah. No, I think Kiss Alive is a little bit overrated as a great live album. If you ask. <laughs> it's hot in here, and I'm not talking about the temperature. Why? You know what? It's a really good. It's a really good studio album with, with some can. There's crowd not that much studio it. stuff on it. You it's know all, who you're talking to. Oh, right it's now. all. It's <laughs> a live studio. It doesn't, feel, it doesn't feel live to me. Really? Know? It just does. I like the record. Don't get me wrong. I'm with you on don't all get that. Me wrong. I, don't care. I mean, it's not as live but, uh, as tomorrow and tonight on Kiss Alive Two, or the Guns N' Roses live album. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> well, yeah, or Unleashed in the East. Oh, so. such a great record. He's from though. the East, Darkin. No, see. <laughs> Do you like no. al- live albums, Jim? What? Do you like live albums? Live albums? Yeah. Yeah, for the, I guess. Yeah, I love performance. 
and you were mentioning favorite bands. I, you know, I forgot to mention, you know, it's going to drive Grateful Dead. So I know I, I, I tried to skip over that part in our life together. So, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> no, fine. But when it comes to performance, like when you listen to that that album, and I know it's made up of other things, but there's some covers on there. But that performance on performance, you can really hear where ACDC took a lot. You can hear where Kiss took a lot just on that record. You know what I mean? A lot of influences yeah. drawn from that, huh? Yeah. So. I mean, I, th- I think for me, the original live at Leeds, the six song edition starts with Young Man Blues yes. is the greatest thing ever. I mean, it you know, blows your head off. That is a Who album I, I do love. You have to. And I remember when the expanded reissue came out, I was like, this fucking ruined it. It's like now it's bloated. It, it's a I, little I bit. That, Heaven and Hell is OK on there. But, yeah, I agree with that. But yeah. the original six but song. The six dude, song. Origi- yeah. Dude, that, I, it's like I, my favorite movie of all time. Uh, Apocalypse Now is my favorite movie of all time. It's not even just my favorite movie. It's one of my favorite things of all time. And I remember going to see Redux, whatever, when it came out. And I just fucking hate it. And I to this day hate it. Like, they just added so much. It just destroyed it. And I kind of felt that same way about the expanded live at Leeds. It's like I hear all those Tommy songs on there. It just, Too much. It just yeah. watered it down. Yeah. I agree with you. I don't like the expansion packs on any album. When it came out, that's the way it needs to be. I agree. If you want to put it on another release. Put line, it on another like, release, yeah. Call it a different name. Yeah. Say it's extra, but yeah, don't I, try to re-release that album. Then you're like, ooh, I got an extra 10 songs here. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I see I both ways of it because, like, for me, I only knew that original live at Leeds, and then when they came out, like, oh, here's the whole show, you know what I mean? And yeah. there there are good parts of it, but, I mean, if I had my druthers, it would have been a bonus disc, you know what I mean? Exactly. And, and just get a remastered of that original six song. Exactly. The bonus disc, like, yeah. listen to that part if you want, and then make your compilation of it if you want in whatever way you want it to be. But It's so fucking heavy, though. Live at Leeds. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like that when they redid Raw Power and Iggy remixed it. Oh, the worst. And I really like that. Re- I like that mix, but I never fucking listened to it, and I don't want right. to listen to it. But because you got your memories I, I from like, the original. Yeah, and the original sounds like shit. I mean, it sounds like you know, it sounds like someone's farting through a fucking wax, through wax paper. And that's why <laughs> he remixed it. Wait, are we talking about Legacy of Brutality? No, I'm talking about <laughs> last night. Last year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, but that's the same thing with Legacy of Brutality, too. It's like, oh, I just think I'm going to just take a fucking dump over these mixes and put it <laughs> out. Oh I wish people would go back to their <laughs> albums that had shitty recording and actually remix the original but tracks. there's some things you can't do. Like, I think, like, well, Hotter Than Hell by Kiss sounds like shit. But Jim, you probably like the way it sounds, right? Hotter, hotter Than Hell? Yeah. No, I don't. I, okay. don't like the, I love that record. I do not like the way it sounds at all. See? And, and it's weird because there's n- they say there's nothing, even producers, like, I've asked so many people, like, no, nah, there's nothing you can do with that drum sound. And yeah. I think they over-compressed it, trying to make oh, it like so Black the Sabbath like or something. Shit. Well, yeah, it's the same, fried, yeah. same, same thing with Born Again by Black Sabbath. Yes. I mean, it was recorded that way. It's just there's nothing they can do to change That's it. That's crazy. That album's so good so, and underrated. And what, ab- what about all the masters yeah. being burnt down at Universal now? So if people wanted to go yeah. back, they can't. And so the only other thing you can do is re-record. I was only I was shocked how little people talked about those that fire. It was it was just like you heard about like have you ever thought about the ramifications? How many things are just gone? They're so fucked, gone forever. So many people are fucked, including Universal. So I think no one wants to talk about it right now because there's going to be a big court hearing on this shit. But that shit happens all the time now, man. Like everything is memory holder. I mean, Las Vegas shooting. Are you kidding me? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, exactly. So things happen. Things happen, you move on. But but Where the wings of the plane that hit the Pentagon? You know, little things like that. Little things like that. (laughs) Little things like that. (laughs) 
Are, are you, you know the grassy knoll? Yeah, the grassy knoll is true for sure. Are you are you into yeah. conspiracies at all, Jim, or what people call yeah, conspiracies? Yeah, very much. Yeah. Oh, I love the conspiracies. I'm into, I'm into them in the sense that I love hearing them. Right. I mean, it's not, it's not like I, I subscribe to all of them. I just find them. Oh, they're yeah. fascinating. I, yeah. I had a friend who was not a friend. I have a friend who has a friend who I know, <laughs> and I'm very cautious about saying who's friends of mine or not. But anyway, he's into all this stuff, and he's like, "Well, 33 percent of it's true." He's like, and "So, but you know, the rest of it's just entertaining." So right. I, when I heard, I was like, "Oh, that's a good quote." Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of how I, I love conspiracy. It's game of telephone. Okay, you but, know? but first of all, 33 percent is a Freemason term. So. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. See. Uh, well, shit. what's the conspiracy now well, in this coronavirus? <laughs> What what's the what coronavirus conspiracy these days? Is there really uh, what's going on out here? Oh, there's so many. I can't even. I believe that it's I real. I, I believe that the virus oh, is yeah. real, but I believe we're being it's controlled real. in a major way. Wait, well, you're, we're absolutely being you're controlled, saying, and that's not a conspiracy. That that's fact. That's yeah, you can't, fact, yeah. You're you're saying I that mean, by them telling you to stay in your house and do not leave and just get everything from your TV is a conspiracy. Yeah, it just seems a little convenient, doesn't it? Yeah. Wear a so, mask while driving in your car. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what? I know. It's well. I mean, what what finally set it off? Like you see, the recently, man, was this going to be a topical conversation? I'm going to put some ointment on. <laughs> um, there is. I mean, you just see in New Zealand, like they had no cases for 102 days, and one household, four people got it. They shut down the whole town and are going to cancel the election. So it kind of tells you that's a pretty extreme reaction. And yeah, it's a, and it's actually more the norm than it is, you know, an outlying situation. It's happening it's, like it's, crazy in America. Yeah, it's a strange thing. I I don't know what I mean. I don't want to go deeply into it because it's just gonna it'll be piss a me tangent. off. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it pisses me off too. I, yeah. Yeah. I get it. I just you know people dying from heart attacks and calling that a COVID case. You know, it's. We there's, just just no, there's no transparency on these. And that, that's yeah. why when I tell people, they're like, well, you think it's a hoax. I'm like, no, I just think that there's a lot of information that's just not being transferred. I mean, right. it's there if you dig enough, but right. it, what's being, you know, well, what's being g- given out is very, you know, it's, it's amazing, though, that they think that they can still get away with the same shenanigans. You know, nowadays when people have the internet, you have know, 4chan, like, yeah. you can pull this stuff. Like, oh. people figure it out before anyone else, you know, like. Well, right the thing away. is, they just don't, they, in quotes, don't care. They'll, Those I mean, quotes this, are real, too. They'll, they'll, just, they'll just say whatever they want, and they don't care if it's not true or, not, or you think it's not true, because it's just going to be that way anyway. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a bit, yeah, you know, I walk the fine line of being extremely upset and then just saying, screw it all. So. Yeah, I know. Just turn on that Kiss out Alive vinyl and yeah. uh, enjoy yourself. Jimmy? Uh, no, I'll, I'll, play li- I'll play a live tune, side four. Okay, ooh. ooh, nice move there. See, I made a whole new album out of that. Yeah, Tim likes yeah, his own American, compilations of these albums. Um, Jim, yeah. I yeah. love you. Yes, ma'am. I love you. Oh, I love you, too. And Laura loves you. You know, Jim oh. knew Laura before I knew Laura. Oh, wow. Wow. Jim, awesome. did you set Tim yeah. up with Laura? No, I lost contact with Laura. Next thing I know, she's Oh, that's Tim. hilarious. The big ragu. Really the big ragu. <laughs> the big ragu. You trying to goo me? <laughs> Um, <laughs> As some t-shirts made. Yeah. The big ragu. Yeah, we we have a a, a rapper coming in, so we're, we're gonna have to go. Oh, that's but right. This was awesome. Let's let's do a part two. We'll oh, get, I would love to. Thanks for having me. Very nice meeting you, Jim. We'll get Dale on. Oh, the pleasure you. meeting you too. Excuse right. me. We'll get Dale on as well. 
And oh no. <laughs> and one more time for the listeners, where can people look up your music? Oh, um, I guess it's I, I don't I don't know have a, an account, but I, it's on Spotify. Go on YouTube. I mean, okay. like I said, it's tough to look up prostitutes, but also you can look up stab you down with a U in the middle. Okay, where are you? Cool. Thank so you very that's much. My label. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate wait, wait, wait. it very much. I got to tell this story because Dale's been on the show multiple times. Yeah. So okay. we, we all work together at Capitol or whatever. And uh, one day Dale was running down the hall for some reason. And Jim just simply, uh, did you put your foot out or something? And Dale did like a helicopter, oh. like full <laughs> no air. <way. laughs> Dude, I'd never seen a body move like that. It was, it was like a well, cartoon. You know, I'm going to come, uh, I'm going to come clean to the, uh, and Eichmann. you know, Dale, right? Obviously. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I have to say, and I'm not, this is not, this is just not bragging or ashamed. It's a fa- matter of fact. I think there's no person on this earth I've ever been meaner to than yes. Dale. Oh, true. Poor Dale. And I tell you what, and the, and the only reason I did it is because Dale laughed at every t- everything I said and did to him. He thought was hilarious. <laughs> so it actually yeah. got to the point where I wasn't even like hurting his. Who knows? Maybe I did hurt his feelings. No, but Dale's a baller, I, I dude. Was, you, he got stronger because of it. Yeah, I don't think that has a reason yeah. to do with why he is on heroin today. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I think it's a separate matter. <laughs> totally but. unrelated. No, but it, it did have something to do while he was on heroin two years ago. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, he's currently sending me nudes. So the guy's just a mess. Oh, <laughs> I haven't seen Dale in a while. We, we went to a movie. We saw the Joker together. That's the last time I saw Dale huh? or Parasite. Oh, nice. I saw oh, Joker Parasite. with Tim. I don't know what too. part of the country we were in. Yeah, I laughed the whole time. It was the best comedy of the year, <laughs> dude. I laugh like oh, uncontrollably. The, the, Really? Why, Arthur? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I was FaceTiming that guy last week. Did yeah. I send you that? That was funny. Yeah, dude, I laughed the whole... I know, And I felt like I was the one who was the joker. Like, people in the theater are like, holy shit, this guy's going to yeah, shoot us. I but I couldn't stop laughing. Oh, but I also I also had I, um, um, M&Ms in my popcorn, so I was so happy that night. Oh, that's gross. No, dude, where, where's Amy? She's going to like that. Wait a minute. Is that a euphemism? Or you mean No, it's not. Well, it could be. Popcorn. Okay. It was yesterday. Yeah, right. Um. <laughs> anyway, I love you, Jim. You know, where I'm from, it's it's called popcorn. It is. It's called up. it's milk pillow and popcorn and hot dogs. Milk pillow pop popcorn no. roof and crick. Crick. Crick is another one. Yeah. Is that a creek? Yeah. Yeah. So just letting you know. How do, how would you say that that creek reeks? That crick reeks. <laughs> yeah, I say that crick reeks. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I wouldn't because I don't say that anymore. I huh? I corrected my grammar. So. You Clevelandized that. Yeah, I've gotten yeah, I got I got partial Parma in me. <laughs> Neil Geraldo. Anyway, well, Spider. Sp- okay. Thank you, thank you so much. We're no problem. We are the only two people that know what just happened with Pat Benatar's guitar player and husband. All right, I love you, Jim. Yeah, I love you too. Take care. All right, bye. Adios.